flowers are blooming, the grass is growing, and it's time to chop the weeds. Thanks to our sponsors at Manscaped, you can trim those holes safely and efficiently. I'm talking about ball trimmers, y'all. Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, have an exclusive offer for the Thomas Island audience. If you use our code, TAMA, and you'll get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Join the 2 million men who trust Manscaped. They're here to make sure your balls are trimmed and smelling nice. After all, it's time for some spring cleaning. Manscaped has all the tools to get you spring ready. Have you heard about the Weed Whacker? It's a nose and ear hair trimmer that provides proprietary skin-safe technology which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. There's no more gross nose hairs flying off into the wind. Plus, the premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor and a 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Manscaped is making it easier than ever to whack your weeds and also to make sure that you have the most confidence while also providing hygiene. Speaking of incredible hygiene, Manscaped has formulations to keep you fresh and ready for everything that comes your way all day. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. It's starting to get hot outside, and this is crucial for your ball to stop sticking to your leg. I use it. It's great, especially as the summertime gets swampier. If you go to manscaped.com right now and use the code TAMA, you'll get 20% off and free shipping. That's right. Use the code T-A-M-A for free shipping and 20% off at manscaped.com. Manscaped. Shave your balls. A gorilla of destiny, a bullet club OG, continuing on the legacy of the most feared name in all of wrestling. From Tonga to Japan to America, you are now entering Tama's Island with your host, the babyface heel, Tama Tonga. All right, cool. Ah, uh, what's up, guys? I'm Tama Tonga. We got Ross Berman, and we're bringing in another guest from Thomas Island, patreon.com backslash Thomas Island. We got Scott Rand. How you doing, Scott? How you doing, Thomas? How you holding up over there? Uh, struggling. Struggling okay. right now. Yes, we're coming to almost towards the end of our Don Taku tour. It's getting a little crazy. It's, <laughs> it's chaotic, but we're going to talk more about that here later. First and foremost, I want to you know, thank you for coming on here on a short notice. We want to talk some Mortal Kombat with you, some wrestling. Yeah. All right. And uh, guys, before we move forward, we want to thank everyone for, for joining us here on Thomas Island Patreon uh, podcast. And uh, if, you, if you're new to this, please hit that subscribe button and support your good brothers over here. Also, we want to thank Manscaped for sponsoring us. If you guys, you can get 20% off. Go to manscaped.com. Use code name Tama. And you get 20% off. It's spring cleaning time, guys. All right. Hey, Ross, man, there is some shit that went down this weekend. I saw someone get knocked his ass out, man. And I hate saying it like that because it sounds like I don't like him because I am a I'm a big fan of him. I just I'm pissed off the way it went down, man. And and that's the first, you know, that that's let's yep. start off with that, man. I mean, you're not you're not wrong. It was a very it was a I don't know. I don't know if I want to call it an upset because Kamaru Usman is is a badass fighter in his own right. But Jorge yes. Masvidal, Jorge Masvidal got knocked. He, he got knocked the fuck out for lack of a better <laughs> uh, in the second round. That's why you gotta say it like that, bro. <laughs> oh, no, no, that is that. Is, I believe in MMA. The tech that is the technical term for it. I, I know that. I know MMA has gotten a little rougher over the years, but you know he got he got knocked out by by Usman in a, a thrilling main event. It wasn't the only uh, huge kind of moment of of this past weekend's UFC fight when Chris, as also during the show, Chris Weidman uh, delivered a what seemed to be a standard kick that that broke his leg in half. Didn't realize his leg was broken in half. Tried to walk oh. backwards on it. And uh, if 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 you were on Twitter this past weekend, you've seen the gif. You've seen the man's leg crumple like a like a piece oh of wet cardboard. Gosh. It's a it, it was gross, man. What'd you he what'd you think? Some he must have been in some shock to not realize his leg was 
broken half. That's the same as Sanderson Silva, the way he got yep. ready, he got checked against Ugh. against the same guy. Like that's the thing is, it, it, Silva broke his leg against Weidman, and now Weidman has broken his leg against another opponent, and and so oh. the. It's the the tradition continues. It was a very it was a it was a poetic break. Oh um, man! Oh, I you know I let's go back to my my man Vaz Masvidal man. Yep. You know, I, I we I was shocked. We were in a bus riding and mm. we were trying to watch watch it on the on the bus and that was shocking, man. Because you you know you wanted a, a good fight all the way. To, you know you wanted a banger all the way five rounds, man. But I gotta give my hat off to uh, I tell my hat to Usman, man. He freaking, yeah. I mean, he set him up pretty nice too. You, ah, it was. Dude. It's a if you if you haven't seen it yet, it's a beautiful knockout. Like it's really just. It feels like a one-two punch from uh from Usman and Masvidal. If you've seen any of the photos, I mean, he's he's practically kissing himself on the shoulder. Uh, like, but by the way, his neck is bent. I've seen a lot of like just fantastic photos of it. It was a it 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 really it was a it was. For lack of a better term, a beautiful knockout. Like if, if you if you follow combat sports and you follow boxing and MMA and all that, the way that Usman took him down was it was it was beautiful. It was exactly what Masvidal should have probably expected, but uh, it was it was man, it was what yeah. MMA was all about. Look, look, uh, I just saw this yesterday, and I you know I'll Usman did his homework. He did his homework. Now, Masvidal has said that he's never been knocked out before, right? At least yeah. in his pro career in UFC. But at the very beginning, the very beginning of his career, he was knocked out the same identical way. I, it, look, I'm about to post it. Go to Thomas Island or, or go to Tama Tonga, the good bad guy Tama Tonga on Instagram mm-hmm. and look up on my stories and you'll see you see Masvidal getting knocked out the same exact way where the left comes in, drops his hand, and then his right just comes. It's the same. But this happened in 2008. Mm-hmm. It's 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 beautiful. Usman, props to Usman, man. He did his homework. Masvidal, I'm sorry, man. I you know I don't think I don't think he's dropped off. Like I don't think he's dropped off. I think this is just. I think he'll still be in the same. You know position whatever fight he's got next he'll still be up there i don't think he's falling off like you know the, no and the, i'm the, the top i'm with you because especially with the way that ufc kind of kind of works a big loss can sometimes just completely derail someone I mean, you saw that yeah. with you saw that with ronda rousey you've seen that mm-hmm. with, with various uh, combat sports people but i and this is this is why i said it's it's usman usman's an ass kicker and so losing to usman isn't exactly Right. It's not not something that's going to make people go. Well, you lost to Usman. Why should you ever come back? It's a, it, it's a fair fight. It was and yeah. like you said, Usman did his homework. I I think a lot of people will be down to see that rematch, uh, just because I mean, Ooh. at the end of the day, Mas, Masvidal is a is a great promoter. Masvidal, is, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, I think even even with yeah. this knockout, he would be able to talk people into a second oh, yeah. go between yeah. Masvidal and Usman. But you know, Ronda Rousey, she. She got exposed, man. Once you figured out her one-two punch, she that yep. everybody just I mean, it wasn't even a one-two punch, it's her BJ, you know, it's her ground game and, yep. and her judo throw. Once she they figured that out, it was yeah. Yep. She was done for. She had no stand-up game. But Masvidal is very he's a good fighter, man. He's been in the game a very long time. He's proven himself. And and he's clever, man. Watching him, he's a very entertaining uh athlete to want to watch, a fighter to watch. We we now have uh, a couple different wrestlers kind of trying to bite his style a little bit with the Versace robe. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I'm sorry. No, but it's 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 becoming it's becoming a pattern. First, uh, first Osprey put it on when he won, uh, I believe yep. the the the, uh, the the title or the, the cup. And now I I just recently saw I think it was Sammy Guevara working out in the the pink Versace robe, and so it's uh-huh. it's starting it's starting to become a look. It's starting to become that that signifier. Uh, it, I'm, for lack of a better term, they're they're pulling a Mosfidal. They're all uh, they're all trying to look like like Mosfidal right now. Yeah, uh, I know I know you're talking about. I know that uh, the Osprey is a huge fan. Mm-hmm. 
His feelings must have been really hurt when you see that knockout, man. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't be careful, shingles going on. Clean them out just the same way, man. <laughs> I, was, I was about to say the way the the way the Dontaku tour has been going, Osprey's going to need to look out because, like, especially after the 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 way the past few shows have been going, uh, not mm. just not just in the United Empire versus Lij feud, but all around. I mean, people are. It's been a very long road to wrestling Dontaku, and I think that's mm-hmm. starting to show. It's starting to show in the wrestlers. Y'all are starting to y'all are starting to tear each other apart. I mean, hell, you're you you and you and Taichi are running around hitting each other with with ladders, getting DQ'd left and right. I mean, it's 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 becoming an all <laughs> coming an all out war on the road to to wrestling Dontaku. We're we're at the point now, man. All of that is throwing all the rules. We we have seventeen matches against each other yeah. since the beginning of this <laughs> damn tour, man. And, you know, oh shit! I'm I'm getting tired of the rules. I'm getting tired of of Tai Chi. Damn. So yeah, it, we're, we're losing that a little bit, just a little bit. We'll see what happens. Well, it's it's hey, it's it's you know, it's it's a case of you're losing the battle in the name of possibly winning the war. It's at 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 Duntaku, your brother's <laughs> going to be able to take on Zack Saber Jr. If he beats Zack Saber Jr., you're never going to have to worry about dangerous techers again. They won't be able to, to challenge for the IWGP Tag Titles, and then you. You're going to be taking Tai Chi on in a ladder match, so it's not like you have to worry about rules there. Once that match starts, y'all can y'all can beat each other senseless. Once the this will be my first match. singles ladder ladder match, man. I'm I'm excited to throw Tai Chi off the top there. That's something I've never done. There's going to be a first for everything here. This wrestling don't talk at, at, at the anniversary of Bullet Club, man. We're coming on yep. on what eight years. Eight yeah. years Bullet Club, man. About yeah, about about eight years. That's wild. Because twenty established twenty thirteen, like that, like that shirt says. Here we are heading into wrestling Duntaku weekend in twenty twenty one, and y'all are. St- it's it's not even like it's not even like Bullet Club is just hanging on. You guys are all over these cards. I mean, like it, it, between you guys versus Suzuki Gun, Jay White versus uh, Tanahashi. You've got uh, a, you've got Jado and Doki and Doki are having a. a <laughs> A bit of a war, like Suzu or, and Evil was Evil still, even though he he lost last night against Toriano for the KOPW twenty twenty one. He's still he's still out there trying to trying to cause some some ruckus. And so Bullet Club, eight years going, running still still damn strong, bigger than ever. I, I can't believe Evil lost to goddamn Yano. How the hell? That makes two of us, right? Right, Scott. What the hell? The, what the hell, Scott? The hell? I, 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 I'm speechless. Get it. I know. Uh, <laughs> this guy keeps he keeps pulling out wins. I mean, we're talking about a guy who's a former champion. You know, like <laughs> du- last year. Last year he was the double champion. Yeah. yeah. Ah. King of King of Pro Wrestling. Y'all know is King of Pro Wrestling. What the hell does that mean, man? <laughs> <laughs> the hell does that mean? I, I, it's honestly starting to feel like Okada came up with King of Pro Wrestling to give Yano a distraction. Because like even before King of Pro Wrestling, Yano's win-loss record is, is pretty good. But now that he's been KOPW 2020 and now 2021, I don't think he's... It's been a very long time since he's lost. He's pr- it's pretty much been since the G1 Climax that he's been on the losing <laughs> end of stuff. And so it it does it does kind of... It does feel like this... this KOPW 2021 thing has has kind of boosted Yano's uh, Yano's uh, I, I don't even know what to put it. he's 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 a dominant champion now I mean he's never he's never lost the trophies he's Ross, never don't, uh, don't, don't put him up there goddammit. Don't don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't try to fluff him up. Man. No, that's, I'm, that, that's, I'm, that's, I'm actually that's I'm not sad, that's sorry excuse that mother. <laughs> I'm. I'm not trying to give. I'm not trying to, to fluff up Yano. I'm actually trying to fluff up Okada for giving Yano something to do to distract him from the main titles. Like the, at the end of the day, while everyone's fighting over the double gold or everyone's fighting over uh, all the other belts, Yano has his trophy and he's kind of stayed away from being a being a threat to people, so to speak. He he's up, now, yeah, he stayed away from being a wrestler like everybody else. Don't want to enjoy some dumb shit, man. And you know what? And you know what? Actually, you know what? I'm gonna take. It's actually better that he has all this bullshit shenanigans to do it within a side while we do the real work on the on, on, on the main road, right? Oh, I, there's really? no way you're gonna yeah. find me doing no damn King of Pro Wrestling, bullshit, <laughs> man. I'm old, man. I ah, I that shit irks me. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yes, we are eight years in deep, man. 
Mullet Club, eight years in, years in deep here. Wrestling Don Daku, this is the anniversary. I'm looking forward to throwing Taichi off that top of that ladder, man, as a first, as a first singles ladders match for myself. And what better way to do it than on the eight-year anniversary of Bullet Club, man? Hell like yeah. It. Mark it's, it. Mark it. It's definitely uh, it, – Don Taku is going to be a wild, wild weekend. Uh, that, and it's um, – I'm very excited. I'm very excited for it. But if we're going to be talking about Bullet Club, and we're talking about the past eight years of, of Bullet Club. You know, there is a there is a guy who uh, who is no longer a member of Bullet Club, no matter what he may be saying on Wednesday nights. Uh, but who has just recently breaking made some some serious history. I mean, I'm not. I don't get me wrong. There are a lot of records that get broken. We just talked last week about how Sasha Banks and uh, uh, Bianca Belair made history, and there's there's a lot of history that goes on. But this past Sunday, Kenny Omega became mm. the first wrestler since Lou Thez mm-hmm. to hold three major world titles at the same time. I saw that since no. Lou Thez. That is, I mean, that's a name that is that still holds a ton of weight in wrestling. And so the fact that that Kenny was the first one to since Lou Thez to hold this many world titles, this many you know top uh, top belts in in three different promotions, it it's wild. I mean, what did you, what do you think? I'm gonna I'm gonna start with Tom, but then I'll, I want to talk to Scott too because I know Scott's a, a a big AEW fan. He's he's kind of he can he can kind of help get get us a, a better perspective on this, but uh, yeah, Kenny Omega now so three belts, four belts if you count the old TNA uh, title that has been unified with the Impact belt, and uh, it's he's 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 starting a little bit of a collection. He ain't collected the New Japan belt, that's for damn oh. sure. Oh. <laughs> 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 oh man, nah. <laughs> I thought I'd throw that in there, but no. Nah, yeah. uh, watch him come do it. Damn it. <laughs> but, he might. Yeah, he might. He, I don't know what the hell's going on around here, man. I don't know what the hell's <laughs> going on in the wrestling world right now, but Kenny's doing it, man. And props to him. Props to him for going out there to, um, a, you know, running AEW, go out there to TNA. Uh, I, it's cool. Uh, I'm trying to see where they're going with it. I can't see it, you know, because it's, you know, what what do you do from there? You know, I, I I don't think is he pulling in the numbers for TNA. I think at first, yes. Now I don't think so because I it's just not. I don't know, man. It doesn't happen. Doesn't do it for me. It, even okay, so you got the triple A. Yep. Does that mean anything? <laughs> let me do. I mean, it's, let me. It's, 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 <laughs> you know, this is uh, this is a fa- this is a fair question. I mean, the AAA, the, the mega championship is it is a world championship, but it, it because of a the way Kenny's reign has been going on during the pandemic, and b just the nature of lucha libre title defenses, it's it hasn't been defended a lot. He hasn't really shown it. He hasn't shown up with the belt on TV, and so you do raise a good point of how and and one of these is. I don't mean this as I don't mean this to be slanderous. I'm just saying it as a fact. One of them is the Impact title, which, depending on who you talk to, is to some people it's a world title, to some people it isn't. It it really depends on how they feel. Uh, and so I I kind of I, I kind of see where where Tom is coming from with this idea of how much is this helping? I don't know, Scott. What what do you think of this this kind of this current situation with Kenny, with Impact, with AEW, with the the sort of pseudo forbidden, I don't know, because the forbidden door feels like it's over. I feel like we've, we've talked that to death, but there is something happening here. What it is, isn't quite apparent, but what, what do you think, Scott? You know, it's funny when this all started and the door opened, I was excited for the potential matchups and, and it seemed like there was a game plan in place, you know, behind the scenes, something, you know, the, the powers that be had an idea and then the whole part with the bucks and the wishy-washy, are we heels, are we not? Mm-hmm. And then they turned into the heels, and now they're doing this like this act that feels like when DX tried to come back after six or seven years, and it's it's almost like cringing, cringeworthy to watch them try to act like them for their former selves. But and then like you've got that. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the impact title, which now you're adding more 
confusion to the mix. And so it, everything's getting convoluted and, mm-hmm. and, and the storylines don't make sense. And it's like Thomas said, I just don't see where this is all going. Like, do they have a plan or is it just, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm as confused as everybody. If I was a true impact fan, which, you know, I, I like it, but I love it. I would, I would be, furious at this point you know what what's going to happen is somebody going to rise up from impact to uh to you know come and take the belt back um who's that going to be you know I'm, i don't know i, I kind of hope it's a quick turnaround honestly I'm, and I'm, I'm glad you brought up impact fans because impact has been kind of getting the short end of the stick this entire aew impact relationship in, aew brings up impact when it's when it's in their interest to do so, like we 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 were we had a, a whole long build to this Rich Swan versus Kenny Omega match, and they barely even talked about it on AEW. They would bring up the fact that he was going to be at Impact. They would bring up the fact that Gallows and Anderson were the Impact champions, but like Rich Swan never showed up on on AEW. Uh, Impact was was barely. It felt like they were they're barely a part of Wednesday night. And if if there it, it doesn't feel like the rub is, is going both ways. Kenny gave them a little bit of a bump in the in the early days of the relationship, but then by by a couple of weeks ago that bump was gone and they were back to doing the same numbers they were doing when he showed up. Um and 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 it is a very an impact. It did have a very low bar to clear. I, they didn't. They didn't screw up the main event, and I think a lot of people expected them to because of the way that Impact's history has been. Despite the fact that the past two years they've been so good at at kind of turning around their their bad reputation, uh, it it there was still I think a lot of people who said I don't trust them to deliver on the big moments. I don't trust them to deliver on the history and. I've, you know that I saw. I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I only saw the main event match. I'm still getting through the whole not paying for pay per views until they're Triller only because Triller blew everything out of the water. But it definitely it was a good match. It's I'm not gonna sit here and pretend it was the best match of either man's career, but it was a great match. It got everything done, and I, I really liked the way they they teased it, almost turning into some kind of clusterfuck between the two promotions, and then it, it just ended up as a a, a clean clean for the most part win um and so i i'm interested to see where it's going but it doesn't feel like it's going anywhere big yet like right now it just feels like the the impact title is just another step on kenny's road to whatever this is uh he recently shared a fo- a, a, a fan artwork by the ceo uh, gaming guy Alex Jabaley that showed Kenny Omega. He already has the the AAA. He's got the Impact. He's got the AEW. The two left that this fan artwork supposed he needed was the NWA title and the IWGP title. Those are the two that people seem to think he's going to go after next if he's going to continue collecting belts. I, the idea of the Impact title being unified with the uh, NWA title or being shared at the same time is hilarious to me just because of the history of NWA, TNA, and, and Impact. Um, but it... it we, I mean, we, we were joking about it, but what, I mean, what are the odds? What if Omega does show up in Japan, challenge Osprey or Takagi or Okada or whoever ends up with that world title by the end of, by the end of Wrestle Grand Slam? I, honestly, I, I'm starting to feel like it's kind of devaluing the, the titles themselves. It's, I think it's devaluing the AEW title, quite mm-hmm. frankly. I mean, that was the whole, that was their belt. Like, it's been a huge deal since day one. I've been there since day one. I was at the shows, been watching. And I feel like ever since Omega won that belt, it's just this piece of hardware. And it's almost like people have more faith in the TNT champion than the AEW champion. And I just, I feel like these this belt collecting angle has just kind of take, taken the shine off it, if you will. Like, who, who benefits off of that? If he goes yes. around, if he goes around collecting it, there's only one person that benefits out of that, and that's Kenny Omega. It doesn't benefit no company. Doesn't benefit. It doesn't bring views. No, it doesn't. It's you're yep. building this guy up, and and you're surrounding yourself around this guy to give. It's like giving all your power to one dude, and then he decides what he's gonna do with that. And that's a and that's a shit. It almost kind of feels like that's what Elite did in the past. 
They made themselves and all the company just started putting all their, their eggs in that basket, riding it because the cash was coming in and it gave them so much power that they were able to make a move on their own. And then after they left, there was nothing else for anybody else because every all the companies that put their, their eggs in one basket, there was nothing else to do. So then you see what happened. A lot of things, you know, so mm-hmm. uh, and that's <laughs> unfortunately I don't, you know, I, I don't know. I can't see what they're trying to do here um, and nor care to. But, you know, so, so I'm just, you know, I, I got a damn ladder match coming on here first. So but yep. but yep. good. But, you know, props to Kenny. I, props to him for, for maneuvering that and, and doing what he's he's doing right now. It looks cool mm-hmm. from his. If I was Kenny, I'd be I, that's cool. Yeah. But if I was you know, from a, standing from a business point here, I um, oh shit! Ah, that no, doesn't work I, for me. I'm with you because a lot of people keep bringing up how badass Ultimo Dragon used to look when Ultimo Dragon would have the J crown. Yeah. All, all of the it was like eight, seven to eight junior titles that would be draped around his his uh, body, and it's a really cool photo. But speaking as someone who who wasn't watching wrestling when he was the J crown champion who just knows that is history. I could not tell you any of the belts he was holding. I'm assuming one of them is the IWGP junior heavyweight. Yeah. I'm assuming there might be some from Mexico, but I don't (laughs) know what the belts are. And because I don't know, and, and I'm, I'm nervous. I'm nervous that in, in 10 or 15 or 20 years from now, people are going to go, I remember Kenny Omega looking cool with all those belts. I don't remember what belts he was holding, but man, did he look cool with all of them. Same with the, the all Japan triple crown. No one, no one remembers the end. NWA international title. No one remembers the PWF Pacific, whatever the the, the three titles mm. that are in the Triple Crown. They know the Triple Crown, um, and so I, I do think there is this. There, I think both of you bringing up the idea of it devaluing is it's it's a it's a very serious problem. They might have to they might have to to deal with because this was also something that happened when Kenny was IWGP champion. It was never about the belt. It was about him and Coda. It was about him and Cody. It was about him yeah. and the Bucks. And it it does look. Don't get me wrong. I I think you can I think you can make a wrestling story about emotion about you know people's yeah. relationships. I think that's good. But I also think the title needs to the title needs to mean something. The title needs to be that totem. It needs to be that that standard. I think at that time where you mentioned uh, Ross at that time mm-hmm. with uh, with with Kenny and Okada, Kenny McCody, I think that was peak Kenny. Yep, that was peak Kenny. Peak Kenny was with Okada because Okada elevated him to that level it wasn't the other way around okada mm-hmm. already was already top tier and he he brought that dude up there after that after that kenny has just kind of been like i'm sorry just kind of going down because he didn't help elevate jay white you know there was no you don't remember jay white and kenny and kenny matches it was just like nah. all right mm-hmm. cody the whole cody angle with 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 uh ibushi that mm-hmm. nah, ibushi went down you know, it, it it was it's you don't you don't see what you know Okada he he elevates people man and I, I'll give that to Okada Okada mm-hmm. has that power to elevate people now after that I don't see Kenny I don't see Kenny elevating Rich Swan right now I no. don't see that I don't mm-hmm. see that who did Kenny take that that belt from. Who uh, the AEW from from? He took it from Moxley. He took it from Moxley. Moxley, Moxley was already at level, you know. Yep. But I I don't see anybody being elevated. I don't see the company elevated from that. I, I'm not seeing nothing moving up. There's no. I see like I see a, a a Bullet Club reformation, you know. The attitude at least that that mm-hmm. they're giving off is a very uh, you know bullet club from when it first started when we didn't give a shit about anybody we just did it just when people would say something you know oh you guys using the nwo we do it more just to annoy you you know i see that happening right now and i think that's too soon to go to go back to because we did when we did this it was a very nwo attitude yes but that was from like 15 20 years ago Mm -hmm. brought it back up you know that kind of attitude you know we didn't care about the this just happened like yesterday for you you know (laughs) i just like you know we doing we have to do the same dumb shit you know you you know it's cool you know (laughs) 
if it happened like 20 years ago, but it just happened, yep. that, you know, and that's, and so I'm going to address this other, you know, that brings me this, they, the, their style is a flash bang style. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> There's no yep. like slow burn or nothing. It's just, okay, we're done with it. Scoot, let's go. Next one. Let's do this one. Dang, 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 dang. Move. Next one. Like, it's just, all right, now they're out of tricks. Yep. They're out of tricks. Now they're going to bring back shit that we did yesterday. <laughs> like mm-hmm. they're going through the bag again. And that's, that's just me. That's just my thoughts on that. It, you know, I think, I think you're very right. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I think, I think wrestling does have a lot of, a lot of places where you can, you can rehash stuff, you can recycle yeah. stuff, but AEW is, they're starting to, I don't know, for me personally, they're starting to hit a wall. They're starting to hit this place where I really like the undercard. I like guys like Anthony Agogo. I like, uh, I, I like what QT Marshall is doing with that, that whole factory, but I don't, but if, if, if the main event doesn't matter like it does right now, because like, right, like you said, right now everything's so spread thin and so kind of rehashed, it's like I don't, I don't want to see these young guys you know, thrown into some old, old machine. You know, I want to see them, I want to see them in, a, in a machine that is built for them, that is built to, to take them into the future as opposed to this. I don't know. It, it feels like right now they've accepted that the AE, that the, the the people that watch raw that don't like raw are their audience. They're not even trying to go to like lapsed wrestling fans anymore. They're not trying to get the combat sports guys. They're just trying to keep the wrestling fans that they have. And now, and now that they're on Wednesdays unopposed, they, they have some, some momentum because they're doing multiple million viewer shows, especially like last week they did over a million views despite the fact that none like none of their main event talent was in it. It was they had like Kenny Omega and the Bucks for five minutes, then the rest of it was all their young stars. Um and so there's they have some meat there, but I don't necessarily know if I if I trust where any any of this is going. It's just I don't know. It's very what do you what I mean what do you think, Scott? Because like you said, you you you've been there since since the yeah. beginning and you know, am I am I am I just am I crazy here? But it does it does feel like they're kind of hitting this. Hey, you're this crazy, man. You're crazy. That's crazy talk. Let let me re, let, let me re, let me rephrase that. I I am a I am a crazy person, but am I making crazy points? Right? <laughs> no, uh, I mean, because honestly, when they started, they they had a select group of names yep. to add value and they did a great job initially at building these young stars and and to your point like i often find myself uh you know enjoying more of the younger stars like the darby allens the jungle boys the um mm-hmm. you know now you got ethan page there too um i think like with kenny and how we were talking about him and and who and his lack of I guess putting people over, I I feel like the long game here, and if they do it right, uh, the payoff is going to be Hangman Page because I feel like since day one, Hangman Page has been the guy that they didn't want to come out and say he's the guy, but you know in your heart of hearts he's going to be the guy because I feel like he's a little sidetracked out with his Dark Order crap, but. He can be the ultimate babyface if he's the one to dethrone Kenny. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I just hope that's where they're going to head. Um, but that's that's the way I feel about it. I'm glad you bring up Hangman Page because him and Britt Baker are in a very similar position right now. They are both wrestlers who, when the the company started, it was very clear they had uh, they were they had big plans for them. Page was. Paige was clearly going to be their first big babyface star. Britt Baker was going to be their first female star. And I don't think fans were completely sold on them at the beginning. But now in 2021, they're the two people I think that that fans are hooked on most. Between Britt Baker's fantastic uh, death match against Thunder Rosa and then just everything that Hangman Page has been doing. Because I'm with you. He's kind of sidetracked in the Dark Order. But man, if this counts as sidetracked, what what a side because like he's building nothing but momentum with these guys. And I think viewers really love how how fun and friendly they are. I don't know. Tama, what what do you think kind of think of where Hangman Page is at? Because this is a guy who, as we've talked about many times, if he had yeah. stayed in New Japan, 
the sky would have been the limit. There would have been no ceiling. Tanahashi probably would have taken him under his wing and yeah. taught him, you know, really taught him some stuff. So what what do you think of it, seeing him finally kind of blossom into his own here? Yeah, no, it, you know, um, right now I, mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. He is sidetracked, but he's building momentum. He actually this he's building a fan base, and I think that's okay. I think that mm-hmm. I, like when hopefully they when they do decide to give him something you know, concrete to, and solid to really push him up. Um, man, he could take all this momentum with him. Yeah. I, he's got the look he's got, he, he, you know, look, he's a stud, man. He looks like a stud. He can work. He can wrestle. I think that's, I hope they do something nice with him, man, because mm-hmm. he, he'll be, he'll be wasted if he's just doing that. If he stays forever on, on that sidetrack stuff, you know, Oh. I, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw an idea out there that will sound a little bit crazy, but I could almost if if you if we need someone to beat Kenny Omega for the Impact Championship and kind of take the Impact Championship back to Impact and and become the franchise face, Hangman Page it could be a really good place for him to learn how to be the the face of a franchise without necessarily risking what they've got with TNT right now. Uh, like I, I do think, I think that could be really cause cause impact's going to need to compete over the next year. Cause they're like we said, they've already lost the gains they made with Kenny Omega. And now they're going to have actual competition in the face of MLW is coming to vice. And when, Currently, the reruns of Dark Side of the Ring, not new episodes that are debuting, reruns of Dark Side of the Ring are pulling about the same numbers as as uh, Impact Wrestling. And so if you put an actual wrestling product on there, and also we should note, Vice TV doesn't play their programs once. They rerun that shit so much over the week. And if, if they have some kind of syndication deal with MLW where you could, you could see MLW multiple times a week and they also have this wrestling product to pair up with the the kind of uh, wrestling adjacent dark side of the ring MLW could be coming to play in 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 20 uh in 2021 and and beyond and so I think if you if you have hangman page there kind of bolstering impact it might give them something to might give them a little ammo I don't know am I what, am I talking out of turn here No no I yeah you- MLW has come quite a way, but they're coming in like slow and solid. They yep. they made their moves, and I didn't see them. I didn't. I didn't see them on the radar, but now I do with mm-hmm. the moves they're making because Vice is unique. You just you never thought that, right? You never thought a wrestling mm-hmm. promotion on Vice, but now what you're putting it like it makes sense. I'm like, yo, Vice is making moves too. So I. They're like they're seeing how much money rest the wrestling you know is bringing in, and they're a non wrestling promotion that is doing specials, right? Yep. And it's yeah, it's an interesting thing. So that, that's what that's what I'm saying. It's like even the 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 premieres of Dark Side of the Ring are insane. Like they do they do they do damn good numbers. Um, yeah. And so when you add MLW, because like the the only thing that I think people could have kind of gotten wary about is the fact that uh, Vice doesn't do live television broadcasts but they don't have to because mlw is taped and so it, it yeah. does feel like this perfect relationship it does look like the the uh vice tv like the schedule is going to be that the the new airings of mlw are at like noon on a saturday which means that you can you know watch mlw and still have a week weekend night uh, like it, it really, it takes me back to like the eighties when like WWF was on in the morning, uh, WCW was on at like six Oh five. Like it, it, it wrestling is kind of a, a day product. Hell, even in new Japan, you guys are starting the shows at like 3 PM, 4 PM, like, you yes. know, le- actually letting the audiences have, have, have some semblance of a nightlife. I, they could be, they, they could be bringing in some people that the other wrestling companies just can't like, cause there is this. There is this religiosity to live wrestling where you have to be watching every week. You have to be, you know, you have you have to kind of be a believer to keep up with it week by week. But if if you've got a pre-tape show that's airing on the afternoon on a Saturday that you might be able to catch some other places throughout the week, that is an actual chance to build an audience. That's an actual yes. shot. Yes. And not, Ross, not just Ross not just take me back to days of my youth. That's, when I was I'll a just mere pump watching wrestling and those Saturday mornings and those yep. 605s. Oh. That's, that's what I was about I to will, say. Oh, yeah. 
and as far as MLW goes, yeah, I, I'm excited for the return. I will be in the building for the return at the 2300 um, because they were Ooh. putting on some damn fun shows beforehand. So as soon as they announced that, I signed right up. So I cannot yeah. wait. And there, and there is a little, there is a little tie right now between New Japan and MLW because MLW's contracted filthy Tom Lawler is the NJPW strong open weight <laughs> champion. Rocky Romero's been wrestling on MLW. Like this, this could be very good for New Japan as long as, as long as everyone's you know willing to work together. Which in 2021, it seems like people, everyone's working together. So like right. I, I, it, uh, it does seem like a very, a very exciting prospect. Um, yeah, man, see, that, that 12 o'clock showing, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, you know, I'm with you, Scott, that, that builds the young generation, right? That brings in the young fans, the kids that can't stay up at night and watch wrestling that don't cop pay-per-view money, <laughs> yep. but, but you know, they get up early and that's when you build that kind of fan base, if you're looking at the long game, you know, and mm-hmm. MLW right now at the rate they're going because vice right vice is watched by everybody all ages right yep. and they and they know how to target their their audience with all these like i see vice all over facebook i see mm-hmm. vice all over like social media so i know that that's what the younger generation is watching and mlw made a i think a very smart move and and to play at the time that they're playing i they're building they're looking mm-hmm. at the long game and i think that's something they you know the wrestling promotions can learn from man yeah, shout shout out to court shout out to court buyer and uh, court bauer and everyone that's that's running mlw right now it, it really is it's a fantastic it's a fantastic time uh for wrestling but mlw is not the only not the only big return we have uh we had a big big weekend as a uh, uh, mortal combat yeah, the speaking of uh, childhood, uh... yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> I've ar- I've already watched it twice. The new Mortal Kombat movie over on HBO Max and in theaters. So I, I I watched it when it came out, and then my girlfriend was like, "I, I kind of want to see it," and so I watched I watched it again with her. Hey, uh, which I... <laughs> she has she has a weak stomach, so the fact that she was able to put up with the fatalities was. <laughs> hey, and and I had I watched it out here in Japan, and the only way I was able to do that with our sponsor ExpressVPN.com. Hey, check it out if you guys want to watch that. If you're overseas or somewhere else besides America, and you you can sign on to Express. You can get a you know sign up for a year use expressvpn.com backslash comma and you can get three months free when you sign up for a year that's how you can watch it overseas one way you can do it and that's how i'm doing it and i liked it i liked it i wasn't i wasn't trying to i wasn't trying to uh expect you know yeah a, a masterpiece out of it um, you know, <laughs> you know but, but you know i i, I took it for what it is it, it was you know and yeah, I, I the I like the references to like the finishers, you know, yep. that, that open I, there was some gory spots then. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that was good. <laughs> they went there, they actually did it. <laughs> I said, okay. Uh hey, to me personally yep. though, Kano made the movie for me. Yes, right? yes, absolutely. Dude, dude I, stole I, it. Yeah. He, I laughed my ass off. He was like popping me everywhere. That's he made he made a movie for me, man. I, I, they I said that to Ross today, <laughs> right, Ross? I said that yep. this morning. Every movie, I said that's when it picked up. Every movie needs like an arrogant Australian dickhead. And, <laughs> like he was You're not perfect. You're not wrong. Apparently, the director just let the dude improvise because he, like, the actor was entertaining people so much on set, and that that's kind of where that energy comes from. Is like <laughs> it's like that's just that's just who that dude is. That's just who the actor is. Like he he seems like a real fun dude to, to be around. But yeah, dude, Kano Kano stole the movie. Uh, I'm I'm gonna throw out uh, a movie that it kind of remind me of the remember the old the original X Men with Hugh Jackman, the first one. Mm-hmm. Kind of remind me of that. Where like the minute you the minute you accept that you're taking this story this seriously, it's it's an amazing thrill ride. Because I think there are a lot of people that were like, 
I don't know, this feels like it was written by a 12-year-old, which it's Mortal Kombat, so it should feel like it's written by a 12-year-old. They're like, I don't know, the the dialogue wasn't that good, which is a lie, because at one point a ghost tells Sub-Zero, I risen from hell to kill you. It, it, <laughs> I, I, had a, I had a blast. I, now, granted, as Tama was saying, if you watched it on HBO Max, you, you got it for free. You got it, uh, it, it's just part of the streaming package. And so to me, it felt like a TV pilot. It felt like... All right, I'm ready for I'm ready for the next Mortal Kombat movie. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give everyone if you haven't seen Mortal Kombat yet, I'm gonna give you a 10 count and then I'm gonna give you a spoiler. So 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Here comes the spoiler. There's no tournament. And I'm stoked for that. I'm ready for this like big (laughs) event because like it it doesn't even feel like the sequel is going to be a tournament. The sequel is apparently going to be the search for Johnny Cage or or whatever. Uh, So I'm I'm kind of excited about the the prospect of the the big tournament being this big like Avengers style finale almost. I mean, here's my thing though, Ross. Here's my thing: if it's gonna if if this is the pilot, they killed off all the main stars. (laughs) (laughs) As as Shang as Shang Sun said, if you where you kill my guys, like armies will take their place. And it's it's also Mortal Kombat. Scorpion got killed at the beginning of the movie, then came back from hell and burned a guy alive sub-zero so not- was the only guy that picked in a video game and they killed him off <laughs> everybody so- knows sub-zero he's like the most yep. famous guy on this damn game they they killed goro they killed like, yeah. they they killed goro real quick uh, hold on wait a minute right right here from the, the twitch chat here said that sub-zero just signed on for four more movies He's yep. gonna come back four more times yep. <laughs> after yes, he, he died. That's game, damn it. That's damn movie. <laughs> yep, you gotta accept it for what it is, man. <laughs> yep. No, exactly. Like I'm, I'm sure Kano, Kano's gonna come back with like the metal eye where he got stabbed by a gnome. Like it, it I, I had a blast. Like I said, I, it's a great TV <laughs> pilot. It's a great prologue. I say that as someone who just paid a monthly subscription fee for it. If if you paid to see it in theaters, I understand maybe maybe it wasn't what you thought it would be but also lighten up francis like just let it you know <laughs> let let it let it be fun because it, it was it was so fun i i remember um when mortal kombat 3 came out for super nintendo man my mm. i it was i begged my parents for it man i begged my parents they were against it because it had so much violence on it man mm-hmm. so much violence but finally man i got it it was it was an amazing game it was my first video you know uh was it rated r that's when they start coming out with ratings for that yeah was, i was gonna say mortal kombat was the one that were like all right we need we need tv we need the, the <laughs> anime, we need the mature rating we need the the teens we need we need to we need there to was rate an this. uproar at that time of what a video games was going to do the kids like that was going to create like a psychopath and 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 uh so, you know killers and all that what Hilarious thing, Facebook. Right. <laughs> Facebook did that to my parents' generation. So I, I, video, like video games, we turned out fine, but the Facebook and Fox News folks—they're the ones that are bloodthirsty right now. <laughs> and just think, I mean, for those video games, look at all the skills you've learned that you can use now in your daily life in a ladder yeah. match, right? I mean, <laughs> there you go. So thank goodness they gave you that game. Oh, God, Tom, Tom is going to perform a fatality at Don't That's it, it's man. Gonna I'm going to come in wearing my damn, you know. <laughs> What's you get, that? The, get the, bu- the buzzsaw hat get the, uh, the buzzsaw hat man how about that chick flying all over the damn place just to get come in and get killed she didn't yeah. do a damn thing what the hell she do but <laughs> that was quick <laughs> her and got her one and job guy, <laughs> her and the guy with the hammer were the two that was like i don't recognize you from the game i'm pretty sure you're gonna die. <laughs> and that dude with the hammer was nathan I think Nathan Jones from WWE, yep. right? Yes, he was. The, supposed the, to be the Undertaker. What was his name? The badass from Bogo Road or something like that? Something like, like yeah. that, yeah. I, yeah, I didn't recognize him either. I, I didn't either until later, yeah. <laughs> no, shout out to Nathan. Then he got killed. I was like, oh, he's the guy that gets killed. I <laughs> oh, got, you, got you. Okay, I don't recognize him either. He's probably going to get killed. <laughs> yep. yep. The, that was exactly – that. Was the, it was the old Star Trek term, the red shirts. They're, uh, they're, oh, they're yes. just going to – they're there to – they're there to, to, to give Jack someone to someone's head to crush. yeah but let's get a movie i you know you just gotta accept it for what it is and and enjoy the ride just don't ask any questions it's you know is that 
look, fatality. Look, they reference it back to the game. Just enjoy those little bits, right? Don't don't come in here thinking that. Uh, <laughs> what's up? What, what, what's a director? A great director that's so oh, Steven yeah, no. Spielberg. There's, don't don't come in here thinking Steven Spielberg figure made this movie, right? No, yeah, no. This this was not a, this was not a Scorsese picture. This was this was a, <laughs> uh, this was a thrill ride. Um, but sp- I mean, speaking speaking of thrill rides, we got we got one last thing we got to talk about before we we call it. Because if we're gonna be talking about Mortal Kombat, and we're gonna be talking about fights, and we're gonna be talking about Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. fatalities and, and people that we just want to see punched <laughs> out there's a big fight coming up in june it's gonna be floyd mayweather floyd money mayweather the undefeated floyd money mayweather versus logan paul in I a boxing match i i can't floyd mayweather has been ducking boxer after boxer after boxer and now logan paul shows up with some youtube money and it's off to the races. <laughs> was that 70, 72 million that his brother made off Triller? Or not made, but that what Triller pulled in? Yep. Holy shit. Now, I, I do need to clarify, this is not going to be Triller. This is going to be Showtime pay-per-view. It sounds like they're going to be going for a much more professional... But, Roy Joy, but, but, but he must have looked at Triller and was like, yep. if Triller can do that, yep. <laughs> come on. <laughs> you know, Triller. Triller and, and you know the younger brother... Let me get the older brother and put him on my HBO, my yep. my deal. You know, hey, they're gonna make. Hey, you gotta give you gotta give credit to the to the Logan brothers, right? To the Paul oh, yeah. brothers. Yep. They they are the they are the best heels right now in in <laughs> sports entertainment. <laughs> in entertainment, I don't even call it sports. In entertainment, they are the biggest heels right now, <laughs> and and that's where money is. People pay to get their face smashed in, but they don't get mm-hmm. their payoff. You know, <laughs> so. Yep. It's a, uh, it's, I can't believe that's, that's our it's, world right now, man. It, it feels like a very kind of win-win no matter who loses. Cause like either Logan Paul loses and we can, and, and we can kind of put an end to this Logan Paul boxing experiment. Cause Jake Paul has been doing great in the ring, but Logan Paul has been kind of, he's been kind of doing the, the joke boxing that people keep claiming Jake Paul is doing. Don't get me wrong. Jake Paul still hasn't actually boxed a boxer yet. But I mean, Logan, Logan Paul is like this close to fighting kids, um, and so it, there does there does seem to be this like idea that we either get to see Logan Paul get knocked out, or it's enti- because of the size advantage and the age differential. It's entirely possible Logan Paul gets a lucky shot on Floyd Mayweather and and beats an undefeated box. Look, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's it's definitely going to happen. I'm just saying it is a it's in the realm of possibility and that is insane. Oh boy, oh boy. He might have a nice reach on Floyd, you know, because mm-hmm. he, he I'll okay. I'll entertain that thought, Ross, but I, I'm, I'm not gonna jump on that boat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, it's uh and it's it's smart. I got think from business aspect, because right, you had Conor McGregor go against uh a homeboy too, and he yep. Conor McGregor wasn't a boxer. He was he was an MMA fighter. Yeah, he had uh, uh, stand-up skills in mixed martial arts, yeah, but not boxing. So it's out. We're in that. You know what? I, I feel like now that I, we're talking about this, it's like wrestling. Mm-hmm. The forbidden door is open. So all these guys are crisscrossing from promotion. Yep. You know, that's because because their own sport can't make that their own money anymore. Boxing doesn't make that kind of money no more. Nobody's entertained. They want to see a crossover. Can a boxer take on a, a mixed martial artist? Can can a YouTuber take on a boxer? You know, yep. can a YouTuber take on a, a, a mixed martial art guy in boxing? So there's like these mixed shit. I, it it, it kind of reminds you. 
there was an old, I think it was a Spike TV show where it was like average Joes versus professional athletes where it would always be like, this guy was, this guy was a running back in high school. He's going to take on this running back from the NFL. Let's use better. And it was, it, 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 or like, or like when Bobby Flay does the, the showdown with like local chefs, like it kind of, it kind of feels like that where it, you know, it, it, it feels like Floyd for lack, for lack of a better term, doing a little, little charity for Logan Paul. Cause like, the, it's like you said, the Paul brothers have insane heat right now even at ufc 261 we talked about the knockout with usman we talked about weidman breaking his leg and it crumpling but when weidman was being taken out on a stretcher no one was going thank you weidman no one was there was no respectful show for chris weidman they just went fuck you jake paul because jake paul was in the audience and so anytime there wasn't anything going on in the ring they would immediately start chanting fuck jake paul like that that is that's heat like that's That's nuclear And in t- the the first show back for full audiences with UFC in Jacksonville, and you have a crowd, a full house, chanting for a guy that's not even fighting. Yeah, that's insane. Man. That's unheard of. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like Weidman is getting Weidman is getting stretchered out after a gnarly injury, and all the crowd cares about is Jake Paul. They can't even sympathize. They can't even sympathize with the guy who had karma come back on after the Anderson, <laughs> after the Anderson Silmify. Like no matter what story was going on in the cage, it wasn't as important as fuck Jake Paul. Man, <laughs> that's either like tells us where we are as as a society. <laughs> we don't, you know, we don't get it. or or Jake Paul really is a bad guy. <laughs> he's, yep. he's, I, he's got like villain, like some World War II villain status right now where the people are hating on him. Well, and, and I mean, Dana White probably shares a little bit of blame in this because like at the end of the day, he leaned so much into the notorious side of his of his guys like when when connor got arrested for throwing that th- the the trolley at at uh khabib's yeah. bus dana didn't say that's not what we do here in ufc we we he yes he kind of tried to ad- admonish mcgregor but he you could tell he was like oh yeah we got a story now we got a fight i'm ready to see you know see some money happening and so it does feel like dana's con- conditioned fans to not care about the sport as much as they care about the petty jealousies and the petty vengeances and and for you know the the the, for the wrestling part of ufc the 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 sports entertainment part of ufc i think is is taking over and that the jake paul you know kind of whipping the crowd into a frenzy by just sitting there that's that is i think that's part of it it's a sign of the times but it's also just it's the it's it's two guys who have been recognized where the times are going and, and are riding that momentum yeah, we we need to get Jake Paul over here. Then nobody, uh, you know, he got he, he, you know, what he did out here in Japan. <laughs> I can't tell yeah. if the Japanese are more pissed off at him or the Americans are more pissed off at him for what he did out here in Japan. I, I, I was gonna say, and in, in America, he's making money. I'm not sure he's allowed back in Japan. So I think that is, for for any anyone not uh, for anyone not up to date on it, the the Paul brothers got in a bit of trouble for a trip to Japan that they took, where they were not only harassing locals but they also filmed in a suicide forest at one point, and uh, that's just a big old big old no-no but that's heat i mean at the the, like i said i don't think you get the crowd being that much into a frenzy if the paul brothers aren't the paul brothers you know um so sad uh, (laughs) (laughs) well guys that's uh that's gonna be a wrap up here for us we want to thank you guys for joining us we want to thank our special guest from thomas island Scott, thank you very much for joining us here. We'd like to have you here again. Let's talk some more yep. movies, Mortal Kombat that on the second one that comes out with Sub Zero again. Yeah, <laughs> the hunt for Johnny, the hunt for Johnny Cage, the hunt for Johnny Cage, man. It's gonna, like be, like, it's gonna, it's gonna be like the search for Spock. They're gonna have to figure out who he mind melded with. Ross, thank you very much. Uh, you guys, uh, Ross, where can they find you, man? At Ross W. Berman IV on Twitter, Ross Berman IV on Instagram, RossBerman.bandcamp for all my music. I got another album coming out May 7th, but if you it, otherwise, there's plenty of music available there. Scott, man, do you want to give out your social? That's up to you, man. Uh, you know, I don't know. You know, we that's up to you. Would you like to? Sure. Where, they can, where can they find yeah. you? They can find me at, at Brand Flyers. One word. All on right. Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. 
<laughs> he's, he's, a, he's a good follow. We can vouch for I'll even I'll even I'm going to I'm going to spill a little bit of, of happy hour tea right here on the podcast. A couple like a week before uh, Sakura Genesis, or actually might have been like the weekend of Sakura Genesis. We were all talking in the, the Thomas happy hour and Scott was the one who chimed in. What if Osprey wins? And here we are. <laughs> Scott, here we are. I'm, I'm just saying, Scott. Yeah. Scott. Scott's on the pulse. Scott is on the pulse. <laughs> Guys, again, thank you very much. Cool, man. Scott, thank you for having us, uh, coming on here, having you. Um, you guys can find me at uh, the good bad guy Tama Tonga on Instagram. You can find me at Tama underscore Tonga on Twitter. I'm all over Facebook somewhere in there. You can find me. But thank you very much for the session. Thank you everybody on on Twitch for joining us. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to this week's Thomas Island. Find more great Thomas Island content like the Shotgun series, weekly happy hour Zoom calls with Tama, video versions of the podcast, and much, much more at patreon.com forward slash Thomas Island and visit at Thomas Island on Instagram and Twitter.